Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Welcome back to another installment of Words and Wisdom Wednesdays. My name is Joe Bradford. And today we're going to talk about the ninth and 10th hadiths of Musnad al-Shihab, Musnad al-Qudai. Uh, the ninth hadith uh, is al-Amanatu Ghina, that trust is wealth. Now this was narrated uh, by al-Qudai here in, in his Musnad, and it was also uh, it was narrated from Anas ibn Malik. It was also narrated by Ibn Abi Dunya in Makarim al-Akhlaq. And similar to it was narrated by Sa'id bin Mansur in his Sunan with the phrase, مَنْ قَرَأَ الْقُرْآنَ فَهُوَ غِنًا أَوْ فَهُوَ غَنِي لَا فَقْرَ بَعْدَهُ وَالْأَمَانَةُ غِنًا Whoever reads the Qur'an, then he is wealthy, and there is no poverty after that, and trust is wealth. Now, uh, both of these phrases are weak. They have been narrated um, in with narrations that go through Yazid, Yazid al-Raqqashi from, from Anas ibn Malik. And Yazid, uh, known as Ibn Abban, is weak, as Al-Hafid ibn Hajar mentions in At-Taqrib. And what in, what what complicates this more is the fact that this narrator actually narrates this phrase, uh, claiming it to be from many different Sahaba. So there's a detailed discussion of this isnad in Silsilat al Ahadith al Da'if wal Mawdu'ah by Sheikh Muhammad Nasr al Din al Albani, rahimahullah ta'ala, numbers 1. Five, five, five. That is one thousand five hundred and fifty-five, as well as six thousand four hundred and sixty. You can also read a little bit more about it in if you have Ithaf al-Mahra by Ibn Hajar. Uh, there, I'm sorry, not Ithaf al-Mahra, but um, in the Tahqiq of the Tafsir of Sa'i, of Sa'i, of uh, Sunni Sa'id ibn Mansur which um, has been done by Sheikh Sa'ad al-Humayyid in uh, a few volumes. So, explaining this hadith, uh, Ibn Badran says that whoever is described or takes upon themselves the attribute of being trustworthy, then people seek to deal with them and his situation becomes well and then his wealth becomes much. So trust trust is wealth. That's the way that they, they try to um, explain it. Now, why do we even explain weak hadith, right? Why, if it's weak, why are we even bothering mentioning it? Why are we even explaining it? I think I might have mentioned in a very the very first installment of this portion of the podcast that scholars mention the weak hadith, and they explain them for several reasons. One of them being al-amana, what this hadith is about, trust. It is not trustworthy for us to simply deny the existence of things which are have been narrated and have been narrated weak. So in mentioning them and clarifying their weakness, 
we are actually calling attention to not attribute them to the Prophet ﷺ as a statement that he said and giving people the ability to distinguish between what should be attributed to him ﷺ as well as what should not. Also, sometimes things are narrated with weakness, but their meaning is reiterated in the generalities of the Qur'an and the authentic sunnah. And so what happens sometimes is that a sahabi or a tabi'i can make a statement which is based on the generalities of the Qur'an and the authentic sunnah. Someone hears it and then they reiterate it in a way thinking that, wow, this sounds like something that the Prophet ﷺ would have said. And they and, and then it later on they realize that it wasn't. Um, or, or, or they say it thinking that this was being narrated as a statement of the Prophet ﷺ. And in reality, it was just a reiteration of the generalities of other texts. Um, so go back to that first episode and listen to those reasons that I gave there. And I'm sure that you all will... Um, benefit and obviously you know um, an important thing to do is also to study the basics of hadith and this is something that in the courses section of my website courses.joebradford.net that I have started to do um, level one there's a one week course six hours on the fundamentals of understanding the hadith of the Prophet and then level two we go into 12 hours uh, and then level three is actually 24 hours of class time. Um, so be sure to check those out, uh, diff differing uh, student levels. You can benefit more from the technical side of how to understand the hadith of the Prophet Hadith number 10 is a deen al-nasiha. Faith is good advice. Um, with this simply two-word phrase. It was narrated by al-Bukhari in his tarikh. He wrote a biographical history known as Tarikh al-Kabir. And this uh, by al-Bukhari, everyone knows him by his sahih. Maybe some people know that he wrote al-Adab al-Mufrad, um, which was about etiquette. But he wrote several other books as well, biographical books, biographical histories, uh, as well as individual treatises about uh, different theological as well as legal issues. It's also narrated by Al-Bazzar uh, in his Musnad from uh, Ibn Umar. And uh, it is a famously collected in a longer version that is found in the 40 Hadith of a Nawawi. Now what does this mean? Faith or religion is good advice. That is to say, this is what Ibn Badran explains it as. He said that the majority of faith is exerting one's efforts in affinity to what is true. Exerting one's efforts in agreeing with what is coinciding with what is true, what is truth. And so your faith is based upon your ability to purify your intentions 
purify your actions, and apply those to what you know is right in life. Apply those to what you know is best for you and best for others in life. And that is hadith number 10 of of uh, the Musnad al-Shihab, the Musnad of al-Qudai. Um, as we mentioned as well, um, go to the explanations of 40 Hadith Nawawi and you'll find a little bit more there. Um, this was the latest in Words and Wisdom Wednesdays. I hope that you enjoyed this installment and inshallah ta'ala will continue um, barring you know travel or some extenuating circumstances to put these out every Wednesday. Jazakum Allah khairan wa alaikum wa